Dennis, it's great to have you back. Mm. You've just been away because you've been doing, been involved with a seminar, giving a seminar on the potential benefits of a group of herbs for common conditions that many women experience. Um, That's correct, Jane. And we'd like to know a little bit about that. Well, I'm sure you would. I'm sure you would. Yes, look, I, I did a seminar last weekend. On the Saturday, I dealt with the male reproductive system. On the Sunday, I dealt with the female reproductive system. And there was a lot of interest in that, and I was prompted to share some of the information that we uh, looked at at the seminar, particularly with reference to three very important, in fact outstanding, uh, potential remedies for dealing with common functional female conditions. We're going to look at them with great intensity. Two in your RFMs, health naturally. Great to have Dennis Stewart back again today. And... Uh, your questions. Well, you've got questions to ask. And before we get on to talking about uh, some of, Dave, of Dennis's favourite herbs, let's take Kim. Uh, she's rung in from Maitland. And uh, Kim, your question is about a grandchild with molluscum. Mm, I think that's the way it's pronounced. Molluscum contagiosum? Yes. Okay. How old's your grandson? Uh, she's six. Six, yes. Has your... Doctor, had a look at the condition? Yeah, he has, yes. and um, I'm just the grandmother. Yes. He said there's nothing you can do okay. about it. The, your GP is correct in what he's saying, that my understanding of this condition, which is very, well, I'd say common, uh, mm. particularly with kids, that it is essentially a self-limiting condition. Yeah. Uh, that is, the body will uh, eventually adjust to it and, yeah. uh, and rid the body of this uh, molluscan contagiosum, this uh, skin condition. Um, when patients have presented uh, with me, that is what I tell them first up. Look, this thing is likely to go of its own accord, um, yeah. but but I have a view on this, and it might be uh, might be controversial. I talk about perhaps uh, a means of um, supporting, uh, hurrying up, if you like, uh, yeah. the body's adjustment. And I've always recommended um, in this condition the well-known immunosupportive herb that I speak about frequently on the program, which is echinacea. Now, echinacea, uh, I I know a bit about this, was one of the first herbs that I was introduced to and used over 40 years ago, and it was always particularly, um, how could you call it, useful for kids' conditions. Above all other things, it is a kid's herb, in my opinion, um, so, depending on how serious the condition is, how extensive it, how extensive it is, um, mm. echinacea, perhaps in a liquid form. Yeah, um, I used to give it to my own daughter. There you go. There you go. I would move in that direction. In uh, in a in a modern liquid form, it would be manufactured to uh, a good standard. Uh, I'm not aware of there being any serious toxicity with it. Hundreds of thousands of kids around the world uh, use it and use it regularly. Controversial as it might be, I'd suggest you you uh, try. I'd, I'd, what I would do is run it past your GP. He's your prime contact therapist. Um, oh, he's not a believer in. Is there? Oh, that's a pity. He probably, he probably, he probably, he probably will be one day. Okay. If it was my grandchild. I'm sure my my daughters and sons would have no problem in taking uh, their dad's advice and using oh, echinacea. Yeah, I oh, know it's more the GP. The okay, GP doesn't yeah. 
Well, so is there like a cream? Or yeah, not? look, the cream, in the past, uh, the, the, we've used an ointment based on the herb Thuja, T-H-U-J-A. Yeah, now, you could purchase that fairly easily, I suspect, from a health food store or a pharmacy. And mm-hmm. Thuja has always been used to address uh, these sorts of pathologies on the skin that are, are not dangerous but troublesome. And things from, say, things like warts have always yeah. been managed by Thuja. And I would think that it might be useful to, to get a cream um, based on Thuja. Always do a patch test. Um, mm-hmm. It's a very, very safe herb when topically applied. I, I even prescribe it orally for some conditions. But topically, uh, it, you can Google it and find that it has a history uh, okay. in, in Western herbal medicine as being a pretty well broad spectrum uh, topical agent for these troublesome but not dangerous uh, skin conditions. That would yeah. be my, that would be my recommendation. But look, uh, the other thing about it is um, you might start on echinacea and use some thuyar and say, wow, that advice that Dennis Stewart gave, it was remarkable to tidy it up very quickly, but these things have an effect of uh, going their own way very quickly. <laughs> That's what I'd advise anyway. Oh, thank you very much. Okay. This is Health Naturally on 2NURFM. Taking your calls, Jeff has rung in from Rutherford. Jeff, now you're talking about a long bout of pneumonia and yes. um, wondering about natural remedies that might help. Yes. Hello, Sorry, Jeff. I'm sounding so breathless, Dennis. I'm yes, yes. Are you... difficult to breathe, then I've got a double whammy. I also suffer asthma on top of it. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Now, has has your good doctor got you on antibiotics or steroid? He's got me on an antibiotic, yes. but he's had me on it for about four weeks Yes, now. yes. Um, because you... of uh, oh. I also have what they call a staphylococcal infection. Oh, infection. Oh, you are strong. Um, umbilical, I have what they call oh. an umbilical hernia. Yes, yes. And it's affected the hernia. Oh, dear. And dear. what I actually had on both sides of me, because I'm diabetic, Yes. I've come up with what they call blister-type burn-type things on me, sides of my stomach. Oh, dear. And, and you, I've had mm. to actually get dressings to it and um, have mm. to use a cream, I don't know if you're familiar with, called Flaminel Hydro. Mm, I'm not familiar with that one. I'm not it's familiar an ointment with, that actually yeah. cleans up the wound. Oh, that's good. That's good. But the thing is that they're taking very much a long time, and they said basically because I'm diabetic, it's going to take a bit more time to clean yeah. up. Are the wounds... What I need to mm, find out mm, from mm, you is, mm, is there a um, natural remedy I can use to help with my breathing, like with my asthma, uh, as well as my pneumonia, mm-hmm. and something that I can use to actually clean this staphylococcal infection up any quicker? Obviously, Jeff, anything I say in a couple of minutes here is probably inconsequential. Your good doctor um, has obviously got you well and truly under control, but um, I would see your breathlessness and associated symptoms obviously being related uh, to the unresolved level of bronchial inflammation that's still there. Um, so your your breathing, um, I would expect, uh, would improve in direct relationship to the improvement in the in the infection, the general health of, I just of don't feel like it's improving in okay. my chest area, though. Okay. Look, when I lay on my chest of a night, yes, I yes. can only lay one way. If I lay oh, the other okay. way, it feels like my chest okay. is being compressed. Yes. Look, what I, a couple of things, and again, because of the complexity of your situation, it is important that you um, at least mention to your GP what you would like to do. 
my approach here would be not so much to address any particular symptom, but rather to encourage, if you like, improvement in your infection-fighting capacity. And I would suggest a couple of things that might help. Principle number one, I would be recommending, as I uh, momentarily ago recommended to a lady for a kid's problem, I would suggest that you seek out some echinacea and you begin to take that. Echinacea has a strong affinity, particularly for respiratory infections, and it, it would not clash, as far as I'm aware, with the antibiotic that you might be on. So echin- well, strangely, yes, strangely yeah. enough, I had echinacea probably about 15, 16 years ago. Well, there you go. And that actually helped with my sinus. Yeah. Well, uh, again, your experience is very similar to the previous listener who uh, used it on her children years ago. Uh, unfortunately, um, echinacea is not as well known today, I suspect because of the way in which other cultural herbs, if you like, have uh, overtaken us. But echinacea is one of those herbs that boosts the immune system and has some anti-infection capacity. And any infection, chronic, uh, and we mainly treat chronic infections, and yours certainly is, any chronic infection, I believe, could be assisted by perseverance with a good quality echinacea preparation. However, uh, in your situation, I would be recommending some significant doses of vitamin C and vitamin A. Yeah. Now, now with echinacea, yeah, yeah. does that actually, because I've had a difference in health change over yeah. those years, yes. does that actually echinacea affect people with high blood pressure? Uh, as far as I'm aware, no, uh, echinacea has no hypertensive capacity whatsoever. It, okay, it, cool. Everyone, of course... Uh, can have idiopathic reactions to anything, including natural medicine. But as one who has lived, worked and breathed and taken echinacea all my life, and as one who is mildly hypertensive, so I have to watch my own blood pressure, I am not aware of it, uh, how can you call it, affecting blood pressure. I would think it would be very safe. But again, if you're going to uh, be using it, uh, because you're under medical management, it's, imp- it's important that you let your doctor know so he can keep an eye on the BP. But it is one thing that I would be going for. I'd go for vitamin C. And also what I would be suggesting is that you, uh, this might sound rather quaint, do what uh, many Australians used to do in previous generations, begin to use some cod liver oil. Because of its oil, sorry? cod liver oil, because of its, oh, oil, because yeah. of its strong uh, vitamin A content, in our profession um, we refer to vitamin A as the mucous membrane remedy, and it has a particular affinity for the respiratory uh, for the lung membrane. I would start to take uh, some vitamin A in the form of cod liver oil again, something easily procured. And I would advise you even take it in its crude form, despite the obnoxious taste. Now, Is the, cod liver oil available <laughs> at the supermarket? Oh, I would think it would be in the in the general section there. But your pharmacy yes. your pharmacy would have it as an over the counter preparation. Big pardon? Is it very expensive? No, not at all. Now, okay. the, the other thing that I would suggest is that respiratory infections of a chronic nature, historically in herbal medicine have always been treated at a chronic ongoing level with sophisticated preparations of garlic. Garlic, Now, now if you look at garlic, Google it, you'll find that it has a reliable antimicrobial characteristic, which is not useful for acute infections, but treating lingering, stubborn, chronic infections, uh, particularly with echinacea and what I've suggested, vitamin C and vitamin A, it should push you in the right direction. 
Okay, thank you very much, Dennis. And Penny has rung in from Madawi. Penny, you've got a question about rosacea. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. Hello, um, Penny. Hello, how are you? Good, good. That's good. Um, look, I've been using a prescribed cream yes. for my dermatologist. Yes. Ro- uh, Rosex. What was that? Tulantra. No, oh, yes, yep, yep. And, um, yeah, it's, it's got side effects and things that you may... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't get side effects. It does clear it up, but mm-hmm. I just want to use something that's more okay. natural if possible. Pe- uh, Penny, how extensive is your is your rosacea? Is it just restric- restricted to the cheeks as a as a red rash, or is it pustular as it sometimes can become? No, no, it's it's not pustular at okay. all. It's, yeah, mainly my cheeks and maybe a little on my chin. Okay. Now, uh, mm-hmm. how long have you been um, uh, battling your rosacea? Well, I've only really been prescribed with it for the past, say, year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are you on any other medication? No. Good. And you no. haven't, you haven't uh, uh, I'm not wanting to be personal, but yeah. are, you, are you through the menopause? Just about, yeah. Okay. Look, yeah. Um, there's, I have an approach which has helped uh, some ladies. Uh, each case of rosacea, um, clinically, I would treat perhaps, um, well, individually, um, and some I would treat with a combination of herbs and a topical application. But over the years, what I have found is that a homeopathic preparation uh, mm-hmm. is is very useful, very safe, and mm-hmm. reasonably available. It's called Sanguinaria, S-A-N-G-U-I-N-A-R-I-A, Sanguinaria. Now that okay. is that is the botanical name for the herb bloodroot. Now sanguinaria in what's called a homeopathic potency, and that means a very very dilute and mild preparation of this herb uh, mm-hmm. is indicated indicated for these sorts of red cheeked rosacea type conditions. I, okay. you, you would get it in various potencies, but a, a good potency to start with would be something like 6C. Now, that won't mean much to you unless you are familiar with homeopathy, but that's what's called a low potency mm-hmm. uh, and uh, still very, very safe. And okay. it, would, it would come in either tablets or in mm-hmm. liquid form. Okay. Now, that preparation, um, surprisingly, uh, has worked better in many cases than anything else. Okay. But again, one can't guarantee the recommendation of one thing can resolve all levels of this condition. But mm-hmm. my, my own receptionist for many years in my Rwunga clinic, um, she managed her rosacea, which was restricted essentially uh, to her cheeks. And mm-hmm. she, I think, was just moving through the menopause. And she managed it with what was called the GA cream. Now, you're, you're in Madawi. Gavin will know what the pharmacist there will know what I'm talking about. Um, okay. The GA cream is based on an extract of licorice called glycorotenic acid or glycorrhizin. It okay. has properties of a steroidal nature, but it is not um, mm-hmm. prednisone or cortisone or any of those conventional steroids. It's very safe. Okay. Now, it has some unique anti-inflammatory characteristics, which might be a little bit slower uh, mm-hmm. to maintain the job, but I'm treating a lady presently from, I think, around Merriwar, who has uh, been on or using rosacea, or, I'm sorry, using the GA cream 
on her rosacea for about three months. Okay. And I saw the dear lady yesterday, and it was quite a remarkable improvement. So my suggestion would be see your pharmacist up there, whom I know personally, a great man. Um, yes. Talk to him about homeopathic medicine, uh, sanguinaria 6C, and the topical application of, of the GA cream. Health Naturally is the program with Dennis Stewart taking your calls. And Dennis Jennifer's rung in from Ellamore Vale. Now, she's got a foot condition, and I'm sure you might know what we're talking about. Hello, Jennifer. It's Charcot, Charcot, neuropathy? Charcot, neuropathy, yep. Okay. Jennifer, tell me something about your symptoms and your management, if, if, if at all. Um. I have bilateral charcot, which is in both feet, yeah. and it's a bone condition that some diabetics or alcoholics can get. Okay. And it's like having a um, osteo. It's like having brittle bones in your feet. Yes, yes. You can't when it's in hot periods. You can't stand, yes. and you can't um, you can't walk too far. Yes. So it's limited me a lot to what I can do in of the last course. 21 months. Of course. How long have you been battling with this unusual 21 con- months. 21 months. Are and you... I've had cane boots on both feet oh, and, and, and plaster sometimes. Oh, dear. So 21 months straight. Yes. They're saying maybe Christmas I'll be back into normal shoes. Yes. But I don't, I don't know. And... The uh, apart from that, what other, uh, have you been having any sort of treatment for it, or there is? Yes, no I go to the high risk foot clinic at the John Hunter. Oh, okay, marvelous, okay. Yeah. marvelous. Wonderful. I've got to go back, Wonderful. go back next month for X-rays and to okay. see. Okay, yeah. Look, Jennifer, I haven't got much to offer for this. I think you're getting good management, um, the best management, I would suggest. Um, as far as the discomfort is concerned. Um, Neuropathy can sometimes, or the discomfort, the pain um, of this um, neurologically based problem can sometimes be palliated by preparations that contain um, a a particular constituent, believe it or not, of capsicum. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Capsicum contains uh, what's called an oleoresin. That's a chemical constituent found in the capsicum, which, when topically applied... Uh, to things like, for instance, um, oh, the pain and the uh, discomfort that can accompany shingles. People yeah. um, have a lingering, uh, you know, nasty condition um, with uh, the after effects of, of shingles, the herpes os- uh, a virus. Now, using a preparation with some um, capsicum in it as a topical preparation, it's well known, that can sometimes bring about relief from the discomfort. Now, I'm not suggesting that it will, but I think it warrants a discussion with your medical managers as to whether or not a preparation that can be used to battle some of the uh, leftover neurological symptoms of uh, of the herpes virus might be useful in this case. Yeah. Okay, that's something to work on? Yes, thank you. Okay, all the very best with that, Jennifer. And uh, we're moving to Mayfield now. No, we're moving to Maureen. And Maureen has joined us. And, Dennis, she has a question on shingles. Hello, Maureen. Hello, Dennis. How can we help you, Maureen? Well, a friend of mine has shingles. 
And uh, my, my granddaughter is about, uh, she's 22 now, and she had them as a baby. Yes. And we took her to a chemist uh, up at, at uh, Salamander Bay, and she recommended a vitamin. And I can't remember whether it was vitamin A or what it was. It, it, is, would that be correct? A vitamin for, uh, was the uh, condition with the shingles in uh, full flow, or had they... Uh, gone into a chronic stage and the blisters had disappeared? I have no idea. Um, um, A a friend just texted me and said she had singles and she wasn't well. I don't think it would be uh, full-blown now. Okay. uh, Because I've only just heard, Okay. My approach to uh, helping people struggle with the after-effects of shingles, and not everyone um, experiences the uh, discomfort that can linger after you've had the initial... Uh, blister, but my approach has always been to reinforce uh, the patient's recovery and the patient's immunology by mm. suggesting that they use uh, some astragalus um, uh, preparations. Astragalus is, uh, I always have prescribed it for the uh, herpes virus, whether it be um, herpes zoster or herpes simplex, and I am convinced that it makes a contribution in speeding up recovery and lessening uh, the the time span between the dissipation of the blister and the re- resolution of the of the symptoms so right. i would think that um, rather than a vitamin i'm not aware that any one vitamin uh, would have this effect but uh, i could be wrong i would mm. be i would be more confident in recommending astragalus and uh, also the use of a preparation called Zostrix, which is available from your pharmacy. That Ast- is Astragalus, A-S-T-R-A-G-A-L-I-S. Yeah. Or, or uh, that's close enough. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's a formulation in the marketplace called Astragalus 8. Many companies uh, have okay. a product by that name, I suspect. And the topical apl- application that I've recommended is a well-known preparation. Uh, there's not too many that I'm aware of other than Zostrix in pharmacies and it is an over-the-counter thing which your pharmacist i think would be obliged to um, uh, hand it to you i think it's it might be s3 they would know better than i do but it needs to be used wisely and cautiously even though it is based as i have said on primarily on the oleoresin of capsicum right now is is shingles brought on by Anxiety. I know you have to have had uh, mm. chickenpox, but but uh, can it be exacerbated or brought on by by anxiety and people being in lockdown and all that sort of thing? Because I feel she's been coping well enough, and and then all of a sudden uh, the, the, the shingles have hit. So how old is the person? Oh, uh, she'd be a, a, a fifty. Yeah. yeah. Look, my view on this is that <clears throat> you can't specifically relate it to any one thing, but. Mm. I do believe as we get older, our immune system becomes perhaps a little bit less vigilant and oh, right. and doesn't handle viral challenges as well as uh, what it would have done if we were much younger. Yes, uh, the, yes. ma- the majority of people that I see with this condition, and I see quite a few mainly wanting relief from the after uh, leftover symptoms. Most right. of the people that I see... Um, and I have to use the terminology cautious here because I'm a member of the bracket. Uh, they are mature. <laughs> they are mature age individuals, and yes, yes. and I think it's reasonable to say 
that the immune system can be challenged by anything, whether it be psychosocial stress, a virus, um, worry. All these things impact, in my opinion, and I'm not an immunologist, but all these things impact on a person's ability uh, to fight uh, viral infections, even the herpes virus. So uh, I don't think it can be traced to any one thing, but I am intrigued by the way in which frequently it is associated with with a health crisis or a trauma. Um, so I wouldn't rule it out entirely. Okay, well, that's very good advice and uh, and I'll, I'll be sure to pass that on to my lovely friends. Oh, that's yes. lovely. It's good to have good friends, isn't it? <laughs> what, what would we do without good friends? Well, they turned up when we were in lockdown. Yes. And my partner, my aged partner and yes. my aged self, yes. and they brought us lovely food and well, stuff. Well, isn't that beautiful? Well, oh, that is fantastic, They are good friends. It? Yes, they so are you, good friends. you'd like to yeah. repay the favour if it's a favour. Uh, thank you and all the very best. Now, uh, Alan has rung in from Anna Bay, and Alan, your question is about uh, whether magnesium might help uh, about with your shaking legs. It is your legs, is it, or a friend's legs? Yes, yes it is my legs, yes. yes. Hello, Alan. You, you have this problem. How long have you uh, had the condition? Oh, quite, a, quite a number of years. Yes, um, yes. So I have a back injury from yes. quite a number of years, and... Yes. When I actually uh, sit for any length of period or, or actually are in bed and uh, roll over or whatever, my legs shake. So um, mm. I'd sort of like been told that magnesium may help it, but I'm just wondering mm. there's quite a number of varieties yeah. of magnesium, well, uh, strength, etc. so I'm just wondering what I should get. Well, look, magnesium is magnesium. Um, all all brands are pretty well the same. You can't have much variation if if a product is based on magnesium on its own. Um, look, magnesium is usually used for uh, nocturnal cramps where it has a reasonably good reputation. Alan, I'm not sure that it would make that much of an impact on your condition. Your condition obviously is related to your back injury. It's a, yep. a very, obviously, a neurological problem, and it would be too simplistic of me to say, oh, yes, it'll do the job. Having said that, having said that, I've been in this system of medicine long enough to know that frequently something which uh, one wouldn't think uh, could do anything has done something. Now, in as much that magnesium is safe, it's inexpensive, uh, why not give it a go? Yeah. Okay. Give it a go. Sounds good. Okay, thank you very much for your call and all the very best with that, Alan. Now, um, Dennis, uh, Leanne, who's driving, is having real problems (laughs) keeping a line. No, she's not here, I'm afraid. But she would like to know, following on previous, Mm -hmm. your previous answer to a previous person, does GA cream assist with dermatitis and eczema? Well, interestingly, that was the, um, they were the indications for which I originally um, developed and uh, used and promoted and registered with the government the uh, two GA creams, particularly uh, dermatitis and eczema. Interesting history uh, why uh, I, I did that. Um, the glycotinic acid or the extract of licorice is, um, is not um, unknown it is um, something that was used um, and written up in dermatology, dermatology journals many, many years ago. But with the advent of steroids, topical steroids, it fell into disfavour, even though there were some very favourable articles written by uh, British dermatologists. 
I was concerned about the fact that there was a bit of a gap between uh, acute conditions requiring perhaps steroid treatment and subacute and chronic conditions, which, uh, you know, you, I'm not that keen to see steroids being used for long term. So based on the literature, based on the the medical experience and the, the articles in various medical journals for using this preparation in eczema and dermatitis, I developed the GA cream. Uh, well, there's no secret about it. It's in the pharmacopoeia. Any pharmacist could make it up. Um, but it is specifically useful for what I would call subacute or chronic dermatitis or eczema. It is not meant, uh, uh, and in my opinion, it would be unwise to use in acute weeping eczema, but in, in subacute chronic conditions, when persevered with, it can function as a good takeover topical. Dennis Stewart and Health Naturally on 2NURFM. Dennis, right at the beginning of the program, you spoke mm. about uh, some herbs that you found very useful uh, for many women's problems. Oh, and sure, uh, sure. you haven't told us what the herbs are, so oh, why don't we well, take a look? Well, well the, 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 the listeners got the better of us, Jane. They uh, Had flooded us with calls. So that's that's yeah. wonderful. Look, I did the seminar and I dealt with a number of herbs for addressing many um, female reproductive conditions. Some of those conditions are best probably referred to as functional conditions, and I'll elaborate on what that means later on, but very quickly, um, conditions for which there may be no explicit, uh, understood, or dangerous pathology. Functional conditions, um, things like, for instance, uh, the premenstrual syndrome, which is a functional condition, arguably, however, with some hormonal uh, factors behind it. So I dealt with that in three herbs that I uh, spoke about in great detail, and the three of my favourites, uh, Vitex agnus castus, commonly known as chase tree, um, the use of evening primrose oil, yes, in female reproductive disorders has a great role to play, and thirdly, the herb fee which I don't think we've said very much about on this program. I spent a lot of time uh, looking at Vitex. And, which is what we're going to do now? Which is what we're going to do now. For a very good reason that Vitex now in, in Western herbal medicine is a relative newcomer. Um, when I was studying and when I even started to practice many years ago, Vitex was virtually unknown in this country. Um, it is distinctly a European herb, Vitex agnus castus, uh, distinctly a European herb. I have about half a dozen uh, trees growing at my home or on my property, and it grows beautifully and easily in this climate. And I would encourage all listeners who are fascinated with this magnificent uh, little tree. It only grows about two metres max, has a beautiful blue flower on it, and eventually produces the chase tree berries, which contain the chemical constituents that make it a famous remedy, which was only uh, started to be used uh, in this country, I think, round about the, the 70s. As far as I'm aware, I was the first uh, practitioner in this country to import the herb from overseas, have the product manufactured, and interestingly began to use it at that stage, uh, use it in conjunction with some of my uh, students at uh, Leichhardt Women's Health Centre, where it proved to be a very, very valuable tool in managing a lot of functional female conditions, why was it so late in coming here? Well, it was used a lot in European medicine, and its name, uh, chase tree, indicates why it was used uh, by 
um, the clergy, if you like, and uh, uh, nuns and priests, uh, because hormonally, if abused and taken in excessive doses, it can have the effect of reducing libido. Hence its name, Chase Tree, or sometimes also called Monk's Pepper. Ah, the monks, of course, needed something, didn't they? Well, <laughs> is it past tense? But anyway. Well, yes, good <laughs> but, question. But, um, look, it, 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 it transferred across the Atlantic. It was used a lot by the French and the Germans and the, uh, the, the, the brilliant, brilliant German medical practitioner, the late Dr. Rudolf Weiss, who was a wonderful phytotherapist, uh, had no problems writing probably the best uh, English translation of a herbal medicine text available today, which I sometimes refer to. He made it popular in the English-speaking language, and a, an English herbalist uh, known as Captain Geoffrey Whitehouse, um, a pucker name, uh, uh, interestingly, a lot of the English herbalists, particularly after even before and after the Second World War, had rather pretentious uh, titles and made pretentious claims. But he was quite a brilliant herbalist and wrote a book, which I referred to at the week on, weekend, Every Woman's Guide uh, to Natural Medicine. Remarkable work. And he, in that text, uh, formally introduced me to Vitex Agnes Castus, acknowledging the work that had been done on the continent, at some uh, continental universities even. And he put it forward as a herb which had remarkable effects in encouraging uh, progesterone within the human organism. Now, doctors know better than I do um, that there can be progesterone deficiency states. Now, Vitex is not a herb that has a progesterone chemical or molecule in it. It works, however, on the body's uh, production and balance of progesterone and it was Whitehouse it was Whitehouse that saw it without doubt as being the most important herb to use particularly for functional states in the second stage of the female cycle where just as it had been used in Europe Whitehouse began to use it and it began to be taught along the same lines that he wrote about it for the treatment of a lot of distressing symptoms that some ladies experience from ovulation through to menstruation. And there would be many ladies out there that know what I'm talking about, from ovulation to menstruation, mood changes, fluid retention, uh, breast tenderness, um, irritability, uh, a, a syndrome now which is taken more seriously than what it was years ago. And a book which needs to be read, in my opinion, by all medical practitioners, particularly GPs, as well as the, the lay public, and as well as complementary therapists, is a book entitled Once a Month by the British doctor, Dr. Katerina Dalton. Must be read. It would tell the, the ordinary person more about the way in which the hormones of a lady have a distinctive bearing on her sense of wellness and, and uh, regularity of a cycle, and a cycle that is not troubled by distressing symptoms. Vitex Agnes Castus continental herb, jumped over into the UK, made famous by Whitehouse, became a progesterone balancing or supporting herb, used classically for the premenstrual syndrome, and today, available as it is, in the right dosage, it has been estimated that 75% of women using Vitex for symptoms of the latter stage of the cycle, particularly PMS, 
75% will experience some benefit. So we didn't do that much justice to it, but we could talk more about it. It is one of those herbs that is indispensable for modern herbal medicine practice, addressing with functional states of the female reproductive system. So just a quick question. Yes. In the Middle Ages, yeah. did women use it as well, or was it only the monks? Jay, that's a very controversial question. <laughs> I have... I will not buy into that. I might need the service of monks late in my life, so I cannot say too much distressing stuff. Now, look, uh, I can actually quote a case of where I know a, a, a gentleman who took a large amount of it and there was a subduing effect on him. Ah, fair enough. And that is Health Naturally for today. Thank you, Dennis Thank you, Stewart. And we'll be back next Friday for your questions and for more from Health Naturally on 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.